Hello, everyone. Welcome to Optimize Interviews Ethics Scenarios. Uh, my name is Daniel Caprera, and I'm joined by Justin today. Um, so this is the feedback session for the good answer. Uh, so your scenario was of a colleague working beyond their contract hours. Um, so in summary, you are a doctor who's just done a 12-hour shift as an IMT3, um, and unfortunately the night doctor hasn't turned up, and you've been asked by the site manager to stay back and complete the night shift as well. Uh, because the, the take is very busy. Uh, the question was, how would you manage this? And I think, you know, first thing to say is that you had a very good structure um, and clearly you put patient safety first because you understood that what, it's not just about sort of running and seeing the most urgent patient and carrying on with work as if nothing has happened. It's more, you know, your job as a leader is all about sort of taking stock and trying to organise the team so that you can... Um, you know, the word you used was you can deputize um, and delegate some of the workload so that you look after patients, you also manage the team appropriately. So actually seeking information first was very important. So you, you did that very well. You got a hold of, you know, your team, who was available, what was the, the structure, who could you rely on to support you during that nice shift, you know, who's the most senior, who's the most junior, um, and so you can, you know, you can appropriately to support your junior doctors. Um, you recognize the fact that you need to um, escalate this further and let your medical consultant know because ultimately they're responsible and they need to know about this scenario. Um, and you also mentioned the fact that you will let the medical staffing team know that this has happened in two ways. One, by letting them know, by phoning them. Secondly, through data process, which is a very important process that collects data. So I think you know, overall, you, you had a very good answer and a good structured answer. Um, one of the other things I, I may add to that escalation process is the fact that, you know, the medical team is not the only team that's available in a shift. Um, of course, during the COVID pandemic, we had the luxury of having our surgical colleagues join us as well. Um, but of course, you have anesthetics, you have, you know, uh, you have an A&E consultant, a registrar, perhaps on all night. Um, so actually making sure the leadership within the hospital is aware of your predicament is important because then they are much more likely to support you and help you and you may even be able to ask for their support during the shift in terms of um you know um, helping you to see patients or supporting with sick patients etc so i think i would say that's one thing to add on the next thing um which i thought was very um very commendable was that fact that you um talked about we you know we talked about how you would escalate this and how what sort of clinical governance issues come up and we talked about you know the fact that um, um, staff management make sure that people have appropriate gaps um, rest breaks etc is important and clearly you need that too secondly the fact that staff management you know the, the other aspect of staff management is you know staff re uh, retention so that's about training and training and supporting our junior team so that there is a wealth of doctors within the hospital. Now, one of the things that's come up as a result of the recent crisis is um, that there has been a national drive to recruit overseas doctors um, and to train overseas doctors. So um, there is a um, um, there is a there is actually a process and a framework to train doctors who are not just trainees. You know. Clearly, as an IMT3, you're a, you're a trainee, but there are non-trainee, trust-grade doctors who work within hospitals. And 
uh, and there has been an increase in the emphasis on ensuring that their training is appropriately done in order to support them also to make sure that staff retention is a key element. So I think that's something that you could mention. It's, it's something that's come up in recent times. Um, the set, and, and the last thing I think that was very nice and very, very commendable is the fact that you would escalate this beyond your time. So for example, you talked about staff surveys, you talked about day texting and doing a root course, root course analysis of the scenario. Clearly this is you know, a very serious issue. And I think the reason it's very serious is because there, are, there have been times when, um, you know, you could probably mention this, there's been time with the uh, you know, Dr. Dr. Balagaba case where a uh, doctor was asked to, you know, work beyond their, um, um, their competence perhaps or their, um, their confidence. And unfortunately that doctor ended up in prison as a result of patient harm. So, you know, the fact that you would, that you would do a, um, an investigation into what happened is very, very important because actually that shows leadership and it shows that you would try to uh, take the initiative to try and fix this problem in the future. So overall, I thought it was a very good answer and you had a very good structure. Uh, and the final thing I'm going to mention is the fact that, you know, for everyone, um, it's very good that you had sort of a spice framework in terms of um, how you would answer this. Um, and you very frequently um, uh, signposted to the various things that you were talking about. So whether that was about ethics, beneficence, non-maleficence, whether it was about the clinical governance aspect, whether it was about staff support, whether it was about um, you know the patient safety, you very clearly highlighted those different aspects so that it made your interviewer uh, very comfortable in giving you all the right points for your answer. So well done. Um, thanks, Arsene.